I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You remember the fun we had when you poisoned me? <laughs> Hey, sinners! I'm Shannon, and I'm Sean, and this is Simple Cuts. Yay! Step, step, step. <laughs> Welcome to episode six. Episode six. Oh, that's right. It's crazy, right? We're taking this thing to episode six hundred and sixty-six. It just feels <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I wonder what episode we should do for that. Uh, <gasps> I can't wait that long to do The Exorcist, but no. But we'll we'll find one. We'll we'll find, we'll find one. Maybe Race with the Devil. Maybe the Rain oh, okay. People. We okay. got some good satanic stuff. But you know what? I want to do those so much sooner. I know. You know what? It, the time will be right. We'll 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 know when we get there. I think. Yeah, it's, years it, from now. It we'll might it might take close. us just a little bit. <laughs> to uh, get, so get... Math fifty two. <laughs> uh, Carry the one. I think my math is accurate. It will be seven hundred years from now. <laughs> we will be at six hundred sixty six episode. <laughs> but hey, look, we, you're along for the ride, and yeah. thank you for that. Yes, absolutely. So this, uh, what are we talking about today? This is smile. Yee! Gang, this is our intro for Smile. We had so much fun recording this episode. Almost as much fun as we had watching the movie, because I really love this one. I enjoyed it again, re-watching it again. I, did, I really did. I love this movie. Um, I know a lot, there's some people I know that have like issues with it, um, you know, with the... I, I think the end scene is more what people talk about, but I, I, just, I loved it right from the beginning it, it, you don't see that too often in, in the newer horror movies so it was refreshing to yeah. make i don't know this was um for 2022 this and um oh my god i'm having a stroke this <laughs> we'll fix it in post barbarian <laughs> this and barbarian were my two standout uh horror movies of 22 which which were... is why we did them <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Full of great horror movies, a um, lot of great projects uh, for 22, but this one stood out, 
and the Bacon family has now they've got a rich uh, horror uh, history. So good on you, Bacon family. Yeah. Sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> oh, right. oh, and then I'll also too out. because like again, this is the intro. Uh, so this is it's the episode has been recorded already. Do we have to make an apology for the sound because we were having issues with our microphone? Was Not it that only, episode? Do we have to apologize? The sound was yeah that one particularly. Um, we were at an active construction site. And there was dynamite usage, and we all story, and we're sticking to it. Yeah, we were both holding a dishwasher and a washing machine, and we were on uh, the tarmac of JFK Airport. So there you go. (laughs) That explains it all. Yep, it's not as bad as we're no questions, please. But yeah, yeah, just please, please listen and shut your yak. Um, This sounds not great. We've since corrected the problem because I read the fucking instructions for the Yeti microphone. So yay for me. It only took me six episodes. But hope you enjoy it. Um, Please give a listen. And let's just go over our socials again. You can find us on Instagram at... At Sinful Cuts. C-I-N-E. Well, and hopefully you know that because you're listening to this podcast I, please and <laughs> we are on spotify and we're on itunes and we're on stitcher and we're on google music and we're on amazon music so if you listen to any of those um platforms please give us a listen we greatly appreciate it give us a rating give us a review we would kiss your dirty little face if it's a five star and it's a good review i might blow a kiss but there you go go. but we really would appreciate um uh you guys just leaving some reviews good or bad it gives us um some directions to follow on what we might be missing or what we can improve on yeah and if the review is don't change a thing well hearts and kisses to you yeah all right suggestions too we would love as well absolutely sit back and listen to smile enjoy what is it you like to talk about my patient hi i know you're nervous i just want to have a chat I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling at me. Yesterday, a patient in your care died brutally in front of you. I need to find an explanation for what happened. It's smiling at me. It's smiling at me. You're going to die! You're going to die! I found 20 cases involving 19 victims with a direct line linking them all together. You said only 19. Why is it that everybody else who's seen it is dead and you're alive? I've seen it too. You? Get her away from me! How long between each victim's death? 
None of them survived longer than a week. Today's my fourth day. I am not gonna keep running. I have to face it. How does it make you feel? I'm just really scared that something bad is going to happen. Hey, sinners. I'm Shannon. And I'm Sean. And this is Simple Cuts. Welcome to our, what is, what episode? This is our fifth Seven, episode. Fifth episode, right? Yes, I'm like, I can't count. <laughs> so I hope it's everyone full hand episode <laughs> full hand so I hope everyone is having a good week um I actually have some fun things to talk about before we get into uh our uh main topic of today um so I'm reading um actually I let me start with the movie because I was actually a little excited more excited about this so I watched a movie last night um that I didn't think i really knew what it was about at first and kind of didn't really give it much of a go and we decided to watch it um my husband actually put it on okay uh bones and all get out the timothy chalamet yes i want to see that okay all right so if i could give a little insight to it without literally giving anything away because i i absolutely want to do an episode on this eventually so if i can give you guys if you guys ever saw uh let the right one in and you know how that ends. Think of the direct aftermath. Yeah. Okay. Mixed with we are what we are. Oh, come on. And it's literally labeled a romance horror. And oh, so, so that was like kind of what drew Matt in first. He was like, because we didn't, we, you know, it was one of those moments where we're like, it was, it's towards the end of the night. I'm like falling asleep practically. I'm like, put on whatever because I'm probably not going to make it anyway. Yeah. And he goes, romance horror. What the hell is this about? And because he was along like the same, you know, same page as me. He's like, uh-huh. yeah, let's put it on and maybe watch it, maybe fall asleep. Doesn't matter, right? That's the mode that we're in. So he puts this movie on. So the, the tone is being set. We're walking, you know, whatever. We get to like a certain setting. Um, and again, I'm not even going to say anything of what it is. But I want to say five to seven minutes in, something happens. And Matt and I were instantly awake. We're like, whoa. Oh, holy shit. On now. Holy shit. <laughs> the rest of it, I'll admit, it's, it's definitely more, it's slower and more dramatic. And it's just it's 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 eerie and it's but it but the story itself makes sense and once it starts you're just like oh my god like where the hell where are we going from here it got great reviews when it came out but it came and went so fast i didn't get a chance to see yeah and i think it did too like for me it just kind of yeah it came and went i think we caught it on amazon i'm almost positive it's currently streaming on amazon prime um that, that's where we watched it and yeah i enjoyed it a lot more than i thought i was going to it was it's it's it was it's different that's that's the best way i can describe it so yeah definitely give that one a go i'm excited to talk about that one eventually well i mean when you said uh let the right one in and wait so comparisons are let the right one in mm-hmm. and we are who we are we are what we are we yeah. are we are oh that's the best nutshell way i can describe it but also it's it's, its own story but Let's... if you want to like because like i said i think i saw the trailer and I'm like, all right, it just looks like about like romantic 
It's it's like uh, it's it's about like two runaways that are trying to start a relationship, like two young. That's all I got out of it, and I I didn't get the because it's def it's definitely what I didn't see in the trailer. Because how okay. can they show that to you? Mark Rylance is in it too, and <clears throat> yes, him he, Ooh, is he is so freaking good, and he's so scary. Like okay, he's so old. scary. That that's uh, yeah. I can't say anything more than that. All right, uh, so but he was you great. Know you know what? You have our promise. We'll get to this, let's say, sometime October, November. We'll be able yeah. to filter that one in for Yeah, now, so. maybe. Yeah, for Cause sure. That, because Cause we're, cause we're not going in any particular order. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we've already done, you know, we skipped Jaws to Jaws 2. It, um, I have a feeling there's, yeah, there's, there's another sequel I want to um, do sooner than the original. You know, I don't know. Just, just how we roll. All right, so well, you had a great experience with uh, Bones and All, which I'm, now I'm, I'm going to watch this week. Oh, I'm yeah. I, I'm, week. I'm excited to hear your input. You had a great uh, experience with that. I actually, I had a great experience watching uh, Shark Exploitation on Shudder. Great, great, great documentary about uh, you know basically shark exploitation after Jaws. Yeah. Um, a lot of they have a lot of fun. It's Stephen Scarlatta, uh, who by the way, uh, really good podcast with Stephen Scarlatta, and of course I'm drawing a blank of uh what the hell it is so i'll fix it in post and i'll put it in um <laughs> but in the, we'll plug it in the show notes maybe I, I follow him on instagram as well he's a really good instagram follow um and he, he put together a, a dynamite documentary um so after i watched the documentary i was like let me dive into a couple of the movies that are mentioned that I hadn't seen. So I saw Cruel Jaws, which was a complete ripoff of Jaws. They actually <laughs> got sued because they used footage from oh, Jaws. Oh, that is a... They used Chrissy Watkins swimming from Jaws, and they used the boat explosion from Jaws, too. And, um, oh, and then, they used, then they used the theme from Star Wars in the to, movie. Which has, to be, which has to be obvious. Like, dude, it, like I'm just going to make like this Frankenstein-type movie? Like, I, what are we I thinking? Just think about, like, look, it's an Italian production. They'll never know. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> all fans are like, that's so fucking obvious. Of course, Universal Studios was like, cease and desist immediately. Absolutely. So, I mean, look, this, is, this movie is such... Uh, I, it, it's it, this movie is just a visual drinking game. Okay, that's the best way to describe it. Have a party, put uh, it on, and really enjoy yourself. Which I enjoy. I love a good movie drinking game. So then I started going it. down a rabbit hole of all these shark movies, <laughs> but I didn't want to get into the good ones. But I did. So okay. So here's what I watched. I just started kind of picking and choosing just from the trailers. Um, I watched Jaws three after Cruel Jaws because I just had to. Okay. Um, Jaws three. Uh, this has become one of my favorite Jaws movies. <laughs> and I know I just said that the other movie about Jaws. Say, said no one else ever. <laughs> I, no one else. I just, there's something so stupid and so fun about it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that every single copy of it is so grainy and distorted because of the 3D effect. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm, there could be a great restoration out there. Maybe. I didn't even bother to look. But I had a lot of fun with it. At one time, we'll get drunk and we'll do Jaws 3 <laughs> and then we'll have at it. 
I watched Open Water 3. I think it's called Open Water 3 Cage Dive. And it's a found footage. And it's actually really effective. Oh, really? This movie's scary as hell. Oh, okay. They incorporate some live footage of sharks with um, the story of a cage dive that uh, the boat gets hit by a rogue wave and sinks. Oh. And all the you know the three uh, protagonists are now adrift. And, of course, you know, it's found footage, so... The guy, one of the guys, films the entire thing. Um, it, it was really effective, small little movie, but it had some really good scares in it. Wow! So okay. that yeah. one I actually do recommend. And then I capped it off. Uh, my wife and I went and saw the Meg Two, and <laughs> the less said about this movie, the better. I know we made a promise that we wouldn't disparage the hard work of filmmakers. <laughs> but Sometimes it just doesn't work out though. Like that's, you know, it is what it is. This one is, this just, this felt very much like, uh, like um, massive studio influence that they said, you know, what's the most popular Jason Statham franchise? Oh, it's the transporter. Let's make a transporter movie with sharks. And then also let's not really have a lot of sharks in it and more transporter. And I'm like, did he like, karate chop anyone in the first one uh. it's just really weird <laughs> i don't it's, recall him doing that yeah it's just a real weird tonal shift and then they they're basically just cramming a lot of um a, a lot of uh uh like world cinema content okay up this movie's ass sideways <laughs> and it sounds like it could have been like just a paycheck whatever completely figure it out and but, you know, i'm gonna go on do my next movie bye i, like, I don't know I love like more. i said sometimes it just doesn't work out i was looking forward to some giant shark action but then i ended the i ended the week by seeing um the last voyage of the demeter and let me tell you something it's not getting the best reviews this is a real good movie um i was really excited to see that it's a real yeah. good movie um it's atmospheric uh, you know, it, it kind of harkens back to uh, Hammer House of Horror. You get a real, you know, just stormy seas, dark interiors, creaky ship vibe. Which on the sea, I feel like is scary in itself. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of people are comparing it. They're saying it's 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 basically um, period piece alien, which they've got a point with it. Because okay. Dracula, Dracula is basically, it's, he's the, and, and no spoilers here, guys. You see it all over the trailer. But he's basically in his like bat form, you yeah. Know, yeah. For the I'm a little movie. upset that they showed him in the trailer, but right, it would have been a real good reveal. Yeah, had they I done agree. That. But Corey Hawkins carries this movie, and everyone in it is 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 absolutely fantastic. But he's really good in this movie. Okay. And it's a tight hour and forty five, and the scares are effective, and the you know I think it was forty seven million dollar movie, and and it's up on the screen. So if you get a chance to see it in the movies, you know please do. It needs some support and some love right now because it had a it had a pretty wobbly opening weekend. But that was uh, as far as as movies go. That was my week. But I did want to just round it out by saying I purchased Sadie Hartman's new book. She goes uh. She goes under the moniker of Mother Horror on Instagram, and if you're not following her, you absolutely should, especially if you like horror literature. Her new book is called 101 Horror Books to Read Before You're Murdered. And <laughs> I, I need to get that. <laughs> I blew through this book in about two days. The recommendations are incredible. I was really, really shocked because at the end of it, of course, you have the list of all the books that are recommended. I had only read 17 of 101 of these books. Wow. So I've got a lot of books to read. Read and um, there's there's um, uh, 
horror recommendations from very well-known authors like Paul Tremblay being one of them, Grady Hendrix, who's like an all-time favorite of mine. Uh, you know, they recommend three uh, books that really resonate with them okay so pick up the book it's just really really fun um there's uh and the recommendations are, are just absolutely tremendous so that's it for me for horror this week yeah absolutely who wants to talk about smile i do all right so let's get into smile 2022 uh written and directed by parker finn um so if you don't know the movie uh by chance the quick synopsis basically is this after witnessing a bizarre traumatic incident involving a patient a psychiatrist becomes increasingly convinced she is being threatened by an uncanny entity and that is pretty much the the gist of the story. It, yeah. it was um, it, it actually originally was a short film um, called Laura Hasn't Slept, and that featured uh, Caitlin Stacy, um, who plays Laura Weaver. That's the patient, the initial patient. I believe she's the initial poster uh, as well. So yes. so Parker Finn, um, you know, u- utilized her. Um, which was a really cool, uh, you know, quick little, uh, maybe like three, four minute short film um, of her as a patient explaining, you know, what she's seeing, what's happening, what's going on. So that film got him the movie? Yes. And wow. it was a longer version of that short film. So the scene, um, you know, the original scene for uh, the uh, the suicide uh, in front of the psychiatrist uh, who's played uh, by Sosie Bacon. Uh, her name is Rose Carter. Uh, Cotter, I'm sorry, Rose Cotter in the film. She's so good. She's she so was fantastic. Good. Fantastic. But he wrote that part for Caitlin Stacy to reprise that role again. Double um, happen, I love it. With, uh, with a much more dramatic ending as, uh, again, we're going to spoil that. Uh, but yeah, but she does like the... Um, you know, grabs a, a glass and that slow. That's the worst throat slit yeah, I've ever seen. It's a very it's slow, the most slow throat slit, and that was um, a little bit, little bit digitized, but that was mostly practical. She <laughs> literally ha- hooked a wire up to her, and she was able to actually cut, um, like I guess, like the prosthetic that the that the so wire. She was kind of like peeling so, it. So she was oh, yeah. So she was literally so taking cool. uh, you know a much safer I think. Um, fragment uh instead of a glass but either way but she was literally ripping something and the blood they they did mention that was a very messy scene it's also like a throat slit beginning basically right below your temple yeah (laughs) yeah she goes all the way around and makes a gigantic smile that was a um horrifying scene yeah but we're getting ahead of ourselves well um i mean the whole thing is is a spiraling nightmare right so it's it basically is supposed to play on um, anxiety. That's where Parker Finn got this idea from. And he just wanted to utilize basically almost like interior in a way, how people deal with anxiety. Because, you know, and it's, it's a much more recognized issue, I think, than it ever has been, ever. Um, you know, like the people, you know, they, they talk about like the stress at hand and everything. So he basically wanted to... Um, I'm trying to think of the word, you know, just utilize that idea and make it a, a visual nightmare. <laughs> I think that those are the exact words he used. Like, just like tell this nightmare, like, visually, and also introduce this uh, type of anxiety as, like, an actual curse. Um, cause that's almost like what it is. If you, if you, if you, you know, if you've seen the movie, you know, it's almost like a chain letter yeah. type of, I mean, um, superstition. If that was the goal, 
well done very because very he well absolutely done. communicated that visually through the entire film he did he was very open uh to and and he he, did, he they said he was very descriptive that everybody kind of got exactly what he was saying right down to all the characters as and visual this movie was much more visually stunning than i initially knew i i really didn't know what to expect um i think horror movies at the time were um I don't know. They, they, there was nothing like just that was like wowing me. Yeah. This was like the first one I think that wowed me for in a long time. And again, just from the visuals uh, alone. So there's a lot of upside down shots. Uh, maybe like three or four. They throw you off. I, I well, noticed that. The ca- I really love the camera work. Uh, yeah. Same. But it, it it's unsettling. It's very unsettling. So I'm sure a lot of people probably read it as, you know, like this this person who who and she's she's a successful psychiatrist has, you know, like she she's about to get married. She she lives in a nice home. She like kind of has like the American dream, you seems know, in a way. Seems, yeah, she's she cares about her patients. She is a hard worker. Her boss um, you know, seems genuinely um sympathetic towards her, uh who's played by uh Cal Penn, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yay, Cal Penn. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was like a little different for him to show up in that film but he, he played his part really well but honestly you know how i saw the upside down shots turn that frown upside down like so literally he literally utilized oh smile god. right oh my god you're freaking me out right now because <laughs> it's literally the first shot of the movie when you're seeing the mom and then you do this circular yeah oh, you're so freaking there, me out. there's a lot of circular motions and that's you know granted her life is immediately flipped on its head as soon as she's met with this curse but that's as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh wow, turn that frown upside down." That's that's brilliant. I feel and like that to me, he's like, "That's brilliant." <laughs> how did you get that? I'm like, "I don't know." It just hate. I don't know. That's how I saw it. But that's I. It's it. They're beautiful. It's a beautifully shot film. Goodness, I think we need to end the podcast. <laughs> that is just one the internet right. Now. That is the most. I didn't even think about that. Turn that frown upside down visually, and it's literally the first shot of the movie. Oh damn! Yeah, you. and it continues throughout the film because I say smart things too. You know? You're very smart too, Sean. You know a thing or two about a thing or two. I know how to say twenty oh three. <laughs> Alright, so I'm sorry. Oh. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This doesn't help me. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's. Uh, I, I just, I don't know, I, I absolutely loved this film. It was, um, so, and uh, we'll go back to Sosie Bacon, because she's pretty much literally in every single shot. Boy, so, oh, she carry this movie. So she absolutely carries this movie, and she uh, she does admit in interviews that it, it, it was definitely daunting on her to, basically for her character to get more and more stressed out, more like, you know, she's biting her, her nails more and more, she she looks unhinged by yeah. the end of the, by the end of the film, um, as, as I, w- I would too. But, but, uh, but you know yes. what I wanted to point out? Yeah. Because, all right, so Sinners, you know, chances are this movie wasn't shot uh, chronologically. Maybe it was. I didn't do my research for that, so shame on me. But her, you follow her, uh, uh, Sosie Bacon, from the beginning to the end of the movie, and it's this, it's, it's this steady progression of anxiety uh, that builds and builds and builds and builds. Mm-hmm. That's a tremendous feat for an actor to be able to do that in disjointed scenes that are filmed out of sequence. Yeah. That 
that's a masterwork right there. Absolutely. As, she, as she's losing, um, as, she, as she's losing like everybody who around her. Like there's, granted, they still care about her, you know, obviously. But her, her husband, uh, her fiance, rather, is looking at her like, what the, what yeah. is happening? You know, <laughs> he like not really turns his back, but he kind of does. Her sister turns her back on her. Well, he he's very much. I I, I think. You know, just to, just to butt in for one sec. He's very much like, hey, we've had this like picturesque life mm-hmm. up until this moment, where now there seems to be a little bit of um, a little bit of effort required, yeah. and I don't think that he is necessarily equipped to deal with it. Yeah, he kind of just wants things to go back to how meant, they were. Yeah, she kind of mentions that one time when he, um, you know, because she goes back and sees like uh, there's a another psychiatrist um, in the film played by Robin Weigert. Uh, oh, I like Dr. her a lot too. She's Doc- one of my favorite yeah, characters. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dr. Madeline Northcott was her name. And it, it was, ba- you find out it was like her childhood psychiatrist. So yeah. once she's met with this entity, she goes back to her. Um, so that's how she gets introduced back into her life. So you know what? Let's do this because there's so much to discuss about this film because exactly. it really is, you just, you're, you're peeling stuff back as you go along. Let's do the summary. Let's get the summary out of the way, and then we can kind of circle back, and we can go over our favorite scenes, and we yeah. can really start to unpack this thing. Because that's this movie, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot. Just there like is. poor Rose, there's a lot to unpack. There really is. <laughs> and, and a poor Rose. And hopefully we'll... Chan and I will still be alive at the end of this. <laughs> By the way, I just started calling the entity Smile because I'm an idiot. So when I refer to the entity as Smile, you'll know who I'm talking about going forward. Yeah, because you do. You never find out what it is. No. Which is the... Um, which I like the mystery of that. That's... Me? Um, yes, I do. Uh, uh, ultimately, I love that because it's denying me what I'm looking for the most. Yeah. But I find it very satisfying. Yeah. But in the moment, I'm always... Because it, it doesn't strive, it doesn't strive away from the subject at hand, and the sh- and the subject at hand is Rose's journey dealing with this. Yeah, and that's it. It sticks with that from beginning don't, to end. Don't give me what I want. Don't give me what I want from <laughs> It Follows. Don't give me what I want from The Ring or or from Sinister. You know, keep it mysterious. And the movies that do start to, as the sequels go on, like The Ring and maybe even Sinister a little bit, that start to give you a little bit the grudge, too much. The Grudge started doing that, and that's when I'm like, this it is makes not, it less it's not even interesting anymore, yeah? Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, like I said, we'll yeah. circle back and we'll start to unpack this stuff. But okay, so we have the opening shot, which we established is the mother is in bed. She uh, is dead of an apparent suicide because you see the pills, the pills spilled. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Well, I think a, I think a little bit of vomit too, just to you know, you yeah. you get the whole picture there. And uh, yeah, it obviously uh, circles around. It turns around. You see a little girl just standing there, and it cuts right to Rose at her job. So now you know there's she's already dealing with trauma um, that it seems that she's running away from. You do find out quickly that she's working eight. Hour weeks um, at the hospital, so it looks. It seems like she just she buries herself. She's running away from something. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good. So I wrote that in my in my little notebook too. I'm like, all right, why won't Rose go home? Because there's that scene with the phone ringing, and she oh, she well down the hall. Yeah, she runs right. And she back. runs back. So okay. And that's pretty much where things uh, get knocked into twelfth gear, because that's when she meets uh, Laura Weaver, who that's Caitlin Stacy's character, who tries to explain. Uh, she's going. She's going through. Um, 
that whole, you know, she, she saw somebody commit suicide and that, and that's pretty much the chain where somebody commits suicide once they're taken over by this entity and it needs a witness. Yeah. It, so, and that's how it gets passed on. And that's the chain letter effect curse, if you will. Now, did you... And it does not let you go. Did you feel like... Because I, I don't have the answer for this. Because Rose has so much trauma from her past, I was wondering if Smile, in choosing its next victim, it, almost like, like, a, like a predator, they're like smelling their weakest prey. Because as we go through our previous um, victims, Laura was a PhD student you had her professor you had uh you know the the woman in the gas station uh you know filling up i didn't get the sense that any of these people were were traumatized or had anything until you find out that the professor never got over his brother's death from 20 years ago that's when i had the question of like okay so like it's is smile as being this this like curse this cursing entity is it is it choosing the most damaged it, it's it's possible that it could yeah. it, it, you know it, it's weird that how it, it works out it, it's possible that it could sense it or smell it it um you know i mean and i also feel like people everybody deals everyone has like a little bit i don't want to say like outright trauma but it, i feel it definitely harps on something damaging to you and it, it like it just escalates it. you know i think i'm splitting hairs here because as, as i'm thinking about it what would be more traumatic than seeing someone commit suicide in front of you so even if this person was a disney character having seeing someone plunge shears into their throat in a gas station uh, parking lot or someone is a... a professor claw hammer their yeah, face that... would, would immediately even, put you even even if you don't have yeah let's just say okay like you had a picture perfect life you'd never had any trauma you're you're happy go lucky all the time yeah, that's immediate somebody else did. That's that's immediate. Okay, My damaging own... already. So yeah, so technically it might be creating one for you because no, I that's, that's established hard. before. I'm not the that's... sharpest tool in the drawer. <laughs> now I get it. Okay, <laughs> but it, it was if it's still very horrifying and just like I said, each scene that it, it just it just escalates from there. Um, so yeah, so so you get the suicide scene. Now there's a scene where she goes home, and this is. It's, I can't say it's like one of the most frightening, but I, I, I love the usage of shadows. Um, you know, like it goes right back to like old school, like Halloween when he's, he was considered the shape before Michael Myers because he was just a shadow. You just see this man across the street, just standing there carrying a body. Like you, you can't see details, but the shadow itself is so effective. And, um, this was a little bit more enhanced because you kind you absolutely it had to be enhanced enough for you to see the smiling face. But there's a part where she, you know, after this happens, she goes home. Uh, she doesn't turn on all the lights. Why? Maybe, maybe I don't, why? I don't know. <laughs> Every light would go on as soon as I'm entering this big house by myself. But either way, so she goes in and gets a, a glass of wine, which is probably what I would do. Yes, <laughs> to, sure. to calm my nerves. And she just like slowly circles over and sees a dark corner in her kitchen, and you can just make out a smiling figure there, yeah. and 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 nothing happens. So it's just it's just there, and it's like, oh my god, and 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 it's so subtle that mm -hmm. we are left to think from Rose's perspective, this isn't like oh my gosh, I'm cursed. What's happening to me? This this very much is in line with I've had a really 
insanely bad day. Yeah. And like, she doesn't even react. She immediately thinks, I gotta be seeing things yeah, right now. Yeah, I gotta be seeing things. Because she, she has, yeah, because as a psychiatrist's point of view. But I love that. I love it that, that they don't bonk you over the head with it. That's just this slow, subtle buildup till, you know, we get to the end and it's like a crescendo. Yes. But oh boy, this, I just, <laughs> I love it when people are skilled and they put it it's, all on the screen. It's perfectly paced. That's, that's what I got from the whole thing. I was, I was in, I was in intrigued from the very beginning freaked out at the initial suicide and then as it started um i guess haunting her if you will um just letting her know that it's there and then really really started fucking with her really really badly i got the again i'm gonna refer to smile as like the it really is a predator yeah, because oh, yeah. It's playing with its food, yeah. which is so, it's so d disgusting, <laughs> and it's so upsetting. But yeah. and traumatic in itself. You could tell that it really doesn't want to. Its end game for Rose has to be when Rose is just barely holding on to the last fragment of yeah. vanity. Yeah, and that's when it's like it's most delicious, you know. Probably. And it it, it made me think of um uh. Uh, Dracula, where you know it's referred to whether it's Hammer or whether it's um, you know uh, Bela Lugosi or just so many variations of, of the mythos. How the sweetest blood is the youngest virgin blood, or even babies. Yeah, you know, go back to that. And it's so upsetting. Or but... fear, like there's, yes. or fear itself is a. If you, if you remember, um, oh my god. I almost said goosebumps. It's not goosebumps. Are you afraid of the dark? If, oh, uh, sure. If you're as bold as us, and remember that on Nickelodeon on Friday nights at nine thirty, uh, <laughs> or Nick and Night or whatever, I guess it was considered. But there's an episode where um, the uh, character uh, creates a soup, and each bowl is like I remember like a hundred dollars. People come from all over the world to eat the soup, and you find out like the secret ingredient is fear. It's so cool. Right? So, yeah. Random little uh, childhood uh, <laughs> seed right there. But It's on YouTube. Check it out. Yeah. 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 Probably. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah. So, that's a shot that I like. Now, the... I don't think it's the very next shot, but as she's trying to, you know, figure out, like, you know, what happened, she's trying to... I think she's still trying to process what she saw, what just happened. So, she... Um, actually gets she has the audio of her encounter with laura yeah and she's listening to it and now there's a scene where she can she sees a little blurb and she makes out uh after the incident happened she calls the cops uh, or the uh security the rather yes yeah, yeah, uh she calls them into the room they take way too long to get into that room by the way <laughs> way too long way too long but you know i digress and um uh, so she's listening to it, right? And then you can hear a whisper of her name. Yeah. That alone was, was freaky to me. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're like, and it's a jump scare, granted, but this one was effective. And this is how you do a jump scare, people. But all of a sudden, it cuts back to her, and then the entity is right next to her in her ear and screams out her name. Whoa. It's the ultimate pump fake because I kept waiting for an audio scare because she's got the headphones on and she's got the damn thing dialed up to 11. And I keep waiting for it to hear, to hear some, a scream or something. And then when it's that visual scare of her right next to her face... Yeah. Yes, I shat everyone's <laughs> pants in the theater. Not I, just mine. 
I, I jumped. Yeah, I definitely jumped like like a piece of me like left my body. <laughs> well done. I might I might have floated above like just before settling back down. At that moment, because when I saw this in the theater, at that moment I was like, well, that was the price of admission right there. All yeah. right. I'm gonna yeah. even if even if this thing comes off the rails. You got me. But wait, there's more. Oh, oh, oh by, by the way, I, I found this out from the second time watching the movie. You know what's incredibly triggering for me? What? Broken glass. Okay. When people drop glasses in movies, I do not like it. Okay. <laughs> I do not like it at all. It's the sound, or you just know that it's gonna, it's gonna, like someone's gonna step someone's on gonna it. Someone's gonna step on it. Okay, yeah. It's just, I found out this is one of my triggers. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then when she does it the second time, but the good thing is, then it's acknowledged because Trevor's like, Rose, did you break another? <laughs> yes. He's like, did you break another? And I was like, thank you, Trevor. Yes. <laughs> Somebody gets it. You let me down in so many ways in this movie, but not that way. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you break glass in your own house, like, yeah, I, I, if, well, like anybody, you want to clean it up immediately. My because... first thought is, we have to move. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we now have let's, to move. Let's burn it to the ground. Get rid of it. Don't, nobody can move in here ever again. Broken glass is a thing for me. Who knew? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, now we know. So, uh, okay. So, after that, uh, and then, you know, now all of a sudden she can't find her cat. Oh, mustache. Uh, mustache. He's the cutest little cat. He... Oh, oh wait. <laughs> can I read? Can I read my... My note that I wrote about Mustang. Where is it? I had so much fun with this movie. Uh, oh, Rose has a cute cat named Mustache. Dot dot dot. But also fuck cats. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, Mustache. R.I.P. Mustache. I just gave a spoiler. But uh, I'm a dog person. But for I, I am too. But I. But, yeah, but any animal, you know, obviously trigger warning. There is there is an animal death in it. Um, luckily, we don't really see it. It's just it's just more. Yeah. It's more implanted, which which is probably the best way for me to to do that. It's fine because I don't I don't want to see it really, but uh but yeah but she goes you know she's wrapping up a birthday present for her nephew she goes to the 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 party now there's actually before I get into that scene there's a, a pretty cool it's very subtle but there's actually a scene I really enjoyed while she, right before going to the party so she's getting ready okay and she's just looking in the mirror yeah and she's faking a smile, smile like she's pretending to smile yeah. because and that is the um and i think that even just that small scene granted like the whole thing in parker finn's vision just that little tiny thing that that the tiny little moment i mean to say is I want to. I would. I, I want to say what ninety eight percent of us maybe do that. Yeah. When we're at our worst, like when we're having a really bad day. I've even done it sometimes in the middle of like a work day. That especially the, the morning starts off like shit. Yeah. And you go. You have that moment to yourself in the bathroom normally. And you just you, you you know you wash your hands you do your thing and then you so you look in the mirror and and yeah and you practice a smile to ensure others that you're fine even though inside you're really not you're fine not. and that that to me like like i said it, it's it's very quick it's like maybe like a 20 second not even scene but that alone was effective because because she's clearly not okay no. <laughs> and she and she and she never has been like you do find that out eventually but just i i really really dug that that scene alone um because so that was very yeah heartbreaking yeah, it it's so heartbreaking. very realistic um but it, it yeah, but I get but it was very effective. 
and then uh, and then her day, you know, at the party gets worse. Oh, really? <laughs> it gets much oh, worse. God. Poor Jackson. But not, not a great party for poor no, Jackson. No, <laughs> not a great party at all. So he might have trauma now too. So uh, it's trauma everywhere. I want to come back to that. Okay. Let's just we're just we're gonna put a little asterisk next to Jackson, um, and we'll get back to him because there's a there's a very well, you know, when we get there, I'll point it out. Okay. But I have it in my notes. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. But, so, uh, all right, the party. Huh? Yeah, the party. So, you know, Jackson is opening his presents. Everything starts off fine, uh, for the most part. And, uh, you know, it goes to open her present, which you, and you see her buy, you know, the present. So it's uh, like, it a, it like, a train, cute little train. You know, like any boy would have loved that, right? And, unfortunately, it's mustaches body yeah so now obviously that uh really puts a downer on the birthday party you know everyone was just eating cake we had the fireworks going not fireworks the candles going a sparkly candle if i remember correctly uh you know everyone was having a great time and she was pretending to have a great time and then obviously her day got so much worse this this for me uh this is the part of the movie where we go from Rose has been putting up a good front, the smile in the bathroom. Yeah, you know, just trying to trying to she's trying pacify to hold, She's everyone. trying to hold it together. Like I said, I I think she also thinks it's in her own mind. Yeah, I, I think she's she's like I got to be seeing things. You know, she she asked for medication to make it stop. And we're probably, I guess, we're probably about maybe forty five minutes into the movie. Yeah, at this it's a good like halfway point at this at uh, by this. This, uh, this is the this crossroads. Scene. This mm-hmm. is the crossroads where, okay, you know what? Now, this is where we go from. Mm-hmm. She she's going from. Uh, I'm, I can function in society and try and pull this off to. Okay, now I'm on the other side of it, yeah. and like I have this to is, figure out this is something else. Yeah, this isn't this isn't anxiety or PTSD. This this is holy cow i may actually be cursed something yeah something is attached to me and it's and it's really messing up my my whole life right now and what a great scene too for her to finally get to that level where um you know she she's freaking out um holding a mustache and then she she falls through a glass table oh but so so again york take on broken glass and you could see it in her by the way the most realistic uh reaction to someone falling through a glass table because usually in movies someone will fall through a glass table and then they're still in that mode of like I'm fine I'm fine everybody I'm fine I'm yeah, not crazy no, she, she looks at her arms belts it and out starts screeching and I'm like yeah that's what people that's, would do I, I I absolutely would do that yeah I like that when it's um you know when it's a realistic representation of what would actually happen mm-hmm. I appreciate that yeah but this was a very effective scene because now we're on the other side of the bubble and now the stakes are real yeah and in your mind, you're like, is that a ticking clock I hear? Which is my favorite kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> I love a movie where, okay, you know what? We we still haven't, as, as the audience members, we haven't figured out what the formula is. We get the, we're starting to figure out that, okay, you know, um, Smile, the entity is, is, uh, dining off of suicide, leading to trauma, leading to suicide, to trauma, and so on and so forth. Yeah. But we don't know that there's a clock but now i'm starting to hear that clock starts yes tick. and now like at this point when, and they when, only mention it like only a few times like it's about a week yeah right i think he said i, I think it's um uh oh uh, uh the 
Because Laura's said it too, like about a week or so ago, I watched my professor kill himself or something like that. And like, I think she, she kind of figures it out, like a, like a week. It's a week span. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I wrote, I wrote down two things that I absolutely love. I love a curse movie mm-hmm. and I love a ticking clock movie. So when I get both of them together, which most curse movies are ticking clock movies when, yeah. you know, yeah, nothing it, gets ramped up. It has to up. come to the, 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 yeah, the final minute, final if, second. If it can be done smart and done well like this, ooh, chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. But again, so now we've established, all right, now we really need to get in front of this thing and figure it out. But our protagonist is incredibly damaged. So selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch, your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So what do now? In other movies, <laughs> what I really appreciated about Smile, in other movies like Sinister, which I really like, mm-hmm. um, uh, even if I, if I remember correctly, the ring, the protagonist usually reaches out to a quote unquote expert. Okay. It's usually someone who owns an occult shop, you know, <laughs> or, or they're in academia and they reach out and then they get that exposition dump of like, Oh, it's Bagul and you know, you're really fucked or, you know, <laughs> Oh, this goes back to Aramaic, you know, Usually there's a very definitive, this is what it is, and these are the stakes. And I love that this movie doesn't do that. It yeah. parcels it out it gives in it little a li- bits and pieces. You, you give it like, they get like a moment of that a little bit for one person that understands what she's going through. Rob a Morgan, little bit. Rob Morgan in prison mm-hmm. really gives us the, the biggest exposition dump yes. being the only survivor but i'm doing what i always do every episode and i'm getting us five scenes ahead of where we need to be so i'm gonna shut no, my burp. no but we're, we're actually pretty close to that so by the by this point right now she's pretty desperate she she encounters it a couple more times uh again after that but obviously her uh, her fiance trevor pretty much has turned on her she does try to go back to talk to her sister um after that uh, fun scene, which is Holly, is played by uh, Jillian Zinser. Uh, hopefully, I'm saying that correctly. Um, but she, you know, and they, they get, now you get a little sense of what happened at, in their childhood, which I thought was a really cool scene. Uh, again, you get it just a, a quick little dialogue between the two of them, and then the way that scene ends was just so brilliant to me. That scared the shit out of me too. You know what upset me so much was that they put that in the trailer. 
Oh, they did put that yeah, in the trailer. I was like, why the? Why? Oh, well, why would you do that? Yeah. Sinners. As she's, uh, yeah, because the angle was just like perfect. That was a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's, here's my helpful tip to all the sinners out there. I know you're addicted to trailers, just like I am. <laughs> It's a problem. But less Watch is the more. first one. Never, because movies now release about four trailers before yeah. the movies release. Oh, yeah, especially Why? especially the Marvel films. Yeah, I'm well, done, I'm like done with superhero films at, at least at the moment. Anyway, I don't know. Watch. Well, I think superhero films are done with superhero films for the moment. They all suck on ice right and now. That's why they're showing the whole, the whole movie in a trailer. I know. <laughs> I mean, all right, James Gunn took over DC. We, we we have our eye on you, buddy. You know, don't let us down, but we'll see. Um. But when they show shit in the trailer, it just annoys the hell out of me. Mm. But he, here's, I made a, a, a little note as well. Um, and I really, Sinners, you know, drop what you're doing. Lean in close. <laughs> because um, I, I believe I've mentioned this movie in the past. And we're absolutely going to do it on a future episode. But that upside down head is very reminiscent of uh, an Argentinian film called Terrified. Not the fucking clown movie called Terrifier. It's called Terrified, and it's possibly one of the best horror movies ever made. Um, just check it out. Again, I'm not saying that Parker cribbed the upside down head from Terrified. Mm -hmm. Things can exist in a parallel, you know. Par yeah, for sure. You know, there are only so many scares that you can have in the litany of scares. They're both insanely effective, but it made me think of that movie, and it made me smile. So it wasn't like a uh, shaking my fist. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well played. Yes. Well played. And that, again, made me shit my pants. <laughs> I was going to say, despite it being in the trailer, I was still, like, I definitely, like, jumped anyway. Yeah. Just, ooh. By the way, um, let's just talk about, just, just for a moment, let's just talk about atmosphere in this film, because it wasn't until I watched it the second time and got to the end of the, my second watch where I looked back and I was like, there wasn't one sunny day in this movie, nor was there one rainy day. Every single shot, outside shot, is a cloudy day. Oh. It matches, like, the interior of Rose. Okay. You know, just, like, muddled and dark a little bit dark okay, yeah and it, it just you know visually in film if we get that sunny day it could take us out of what's supposed to be happening with the character okay or we they could club us over the head and it's dark and stormy and you're like i get it i get it we're supposed to, you know this is the, the you know that what's happening internally but this was so subtle and i really didn't notice it until my second watch oh, okay i don't think i noticed that either check it out okay it, when you rewatch it every damn daylight scene is just gray okay. it's just a gray day okay i don't know if they did it in post, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was gonna say, it could, I mean, it was filmed in New Jersey, which isn't necessarily known. You know, I mean, I've I've seen sunny days in New Jersey. It's not really known for being, you know, it's not Seattle. Um, <laughs> true, true. I feel but it's possible that it could have been in post. It could have been a, a, a coloration afterwards. But it's super effective, though. Yeah, because it keeps that that it keeps that steady mood going throughout the entire film. And again, I didn't even realize it till I was done. And then I was like, God 
Damn you, Parker. All right. <laughs> well done, sir. I got my eye on you. <laughs> oh, you know what? All right. Wait, you continue on with our summary, and I'm going to quickly look up and see if yeah. Parker's got something on the horizon. Well, by this point, she starts confiding in an ex-boyfriend uh, who's a detective in the film. He was a detective who showed up at the initial suicide at the hospital. Um, that's Joel, played by uh, Kyle Gallner. And, you know, so she starts confiding in him. Like, can we, can we please, like, backtrack and look at, like, past incidences? Because obviously he has uh, access to things like that. So yeah. he starts looking into it and, and quickly, you know, at first, of course, it's like, why the hell are we, why are we doing this? I could lose my job, whatever. But he quickly starts realizing a, a pattern as well. Like these people, all of a sudden they they start, um, uh, you know, they start acting, acting weird and erratic and, and you know, it's fun, you know, whatever. Then they all of a sudden they commit suicide and then somebody that was around them, Oh, like same pattern a week later so see so he starts backtracking um, all these cases and now is definitely intrigued and i'm assuming becomes very worried yeah <laughs> yeah and he because he's he's the only one now that be, that kind of believes her and that's when he's the one who discovers uh the prisoner uh, uh robert tally was his name that's rob morgan's character and that's a great scene too where she convinces him to let him interview uh, or, or I think they say it's an interview. However, however they get him, they, uh, get her in there. Cause Another great actor. You, you can just because any of us can just ask. Oh, I just need to speak to this one prisoner, this very dangerous prisoner, and you know, like, oh yeah, you can just get right on in. Yeah. Um. So they, you know, she's granted what the ten minutes or whatever, and so she asks him, uh, and so that's the 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 scene of the one person that understands or the one person as you were saying before that knows what this is and gives an explanation except he he can't really give an explanation he can only explain what he was experiencing and then what he he doesn't even say i don't even think he says why he decided to try that I, it might have just occurred to him it, it's just really quick exposition he just says i've i, I tried to research as much as i could and I, he's like, I found out uh, that there were similar cases around the world. Yeah, another, yeah, one another in parts Brazil. of the world. Yeah, and then you're then then you're. I love that because then you're kind of you're you're expanding the mythology just a little bit, just, just a little a bit, tiny bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's the one who 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 then says to Rose, "Look, oh, she says, how are you alive?" Yeah. And then he's like, "Look, the only way to do it." Is you gotta pass the curse along. Yeah. And that is, you know, you gotta you gotta you gotta kill someone. You recognized it quickly as a chain letter And you curse. gotta make it messy. You gotta you gotta make it count. Because it's almost like you gotta chum the water for the entity, smile, so that it hops from you to that person to, to who's ever gonna witness that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is sharp. Oh, this is sharp stuff. Yeah. It's so simple and it's it, it is a simple premise, but it's done so well. And they don't oversell it to you. They just present it of like little bits and pieces, and, and you can infer a lot. And I love that about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know? but uh, the main re another reason why I really like this scene too was because they just utilize the fear. So the quick little spoiler on this is the entity never shows up in this scene. Nope. It's just the idea that it exists. They're trying to figure this out. Once he realizes, because she she says it's somebody else. Like she right, I think she goes along that she's a psychiatrist and it's my one of my patients or yeah, whatever. She's fibbing. And she's you know, just a just a dad. <laughs> and but he she slips. 
and then he realizes he's like it's it's following you like he, you fucking have it and the fear that oh like he switches it's my favorite scene in the movie because it's an acting masterclass because her reaction of screaming I can't kill someone yep. and her hands are shaking and she literally grabs her mouth because she said it out loud. Yeah. And then his reaction to finding out that she's cursed yeah. and he's like, why are you here? Because if the entity fi- gets in her then and, and now he has it again. Favorite scene in the movie. Right. Loved it. Watched Absolutely. it about three times. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, and, and he, and uh, Robert, Robert Morgan, sorry, he gave uh, a very, very great, performance for that shout out to rob morgan he's um uh he's in winning time right now he plays uh magic johnson's dad and he's just so good i just love him everyone in this movie everyone was great everyone brings their a game and look the, the the parts aren't aren't gigantic but they show up they do the work i just loved it everybody played their part so well and oh man i just and they, and they all like if you watch uh, the interviews they really really all give credit to parker finn he was very descriptive very he just knew what he wanted in the very beginning he had it in his head and uh we're gonna get more into that too because the end scene oh i have fun facts about the end scene i'm gonna re-listen to this episode and <laughs> sinners look i get it because i can hear myself i'm just gushing over this movie and it's probably a little nauseating but this movie and barbarian which we did last week parker finn and zach Kreger you know just just to have two horror movies like these two come out in in 2022 you spoil me you know i just felt like the they it were can so it can be done guys it can be done i have to say that there weren't dozens upon dozens of great movies and comics and books in 2022 but just to have these two movies come out you know not so far apart from each other and go back to back into both of them i mean i was just dancing on air for same weeks after this you know <laughs> i so, was too anyway my love letter I'll, I'll you know hearts and hugs and xxx oh 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 <laughs> Parker Finn. Sorry. Go ahead. so the, yeah so i'm going to kind of like jump ahead a little bit so uh like i said we're with joel uh she gets to the point where okay like now the only thing i can do is pass along the curse and but now but the the key words that she realizes is that it needs a witness yes so now, I mean, granted, maybe it's a little unrealistic, uh, or at least according to Joel, right? Because she's like, oh, I'm going to go, like, where no one is. <laughs> yeah. You know, so and Joel's like, well, like, well, that's your plan? You're just going to avoid people forever? Like, that's not realistic. But I, I think also, too, she because she does try. She knows it's going to follow her anyway. She And she tries to hit this thing head on. She tries. I was wondering... I was wondering. Okay, so let's let's just let's just back up for one sec. So so she we find out that it's a hallucination in her car, but we're led to believe that she's going to see Carl, uh, who's in the psych ward, mm-hmm. and she's going to kill Carl. And then whoever shows up, because you know Carl's going to scream, and whoever shows up is going to be traumatized, and then the curse will jump. I mean, look, she's going to be she's going to be doomed to twenty five years to life in prison just like rob morgan but at least she'll she won't be cursed by by the entity um then we find out it's a hallucination very effective scene by the yeah. way when she's stabbing poor carl and, he's and then just he laughing, starts laughing and then cal penn comes in screaming and then rips his own face off i was like this is escalating quickly <laughs> and then she wakes up in the car then we're in reality mm-hmm 
and then Cal pans outside and then he sees her with the butcher knife. But he see he says something that he should you shouldn't be alone. Something clicks with her right there. Then she beelines for She's her like, no, I should be alone. <laughs> which, by the way, there was a scene where she's where Holly wants to sell the house. Holly and Glenn want to sell the house, and she curses at them during dinner with Trevor. And she's like, "I don't want to talk about it. Let's change the fucking subject." So she's very much like this is a totem for her, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, then I don't want to spoil it because I think we're getting into it right now. We find out why it's a totem for her. Yeah, that's that's. But I'm wondering. Yeah. I'm, I was wondering why she did make a beeline for the house because now we get the exposition of what actually happened with the mom. But does she have a plan? I was wondering if she, in that moment of enlightenment, when Cal says you shouldn't be alone, and then she, a light bulb goes off. So, sinners, yeah. in the comments, I feel like maybe I've missed something. So, give us your theories on that exact scene because it definitely. So she wrote, uh, wrote, wrote, Jesus, fuck me. Cersei Bacon and Search a Ronin who aren't the same person. <laughs> Two completely different she, people. <laughs> she was, you know, all Irish are the same, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And I can say that because I'm Irish, so it's not racist. Um, she makes a beeline, and I am, I, I am wondering, because I do feel like I've missed a, a piece of the puzzle here. So she gets there. Maybe we'll figure it out as we talk about it. So she gets to the so house. So she gets to the house. Uh, well, I, I think it was just the only other place that she knew where to go. It was it, it was the... Um, maybe I, it's also possible she realized that it, it is harping on fear. It's harping on trauma. And that was the initial start of her lifelong trauma up until the moment she even got cursed. All right, I'm reaching so here. So I'm thinking... Oh, either that or really, where else is she going to go? That you could be alone. I'm reaching, but do you think because she's equipped, because to, to my knowledge, none of the other suicides or victims have been a psychologist or psychiatrist, forgive me. I, one, I Well, I know one was a professor. Okay. Um, But it, but it, yeah, I don't know what he was professor of. But do you think that she made a beeline to the house because, like, as... Um, someone in the medical profession, she's like, I think maybe if I can come to grips with my trauma in the, the setting of my trauma, I can unravel the curse. It's possible. Mm. It, it, she, you, at this point, you have to try anything because because even the the one person who got out of the curse still doesn't know what it is yeah you know he's like this is the only thing that worked for me and she's like well i don't want to do that so i gotta do something else it feels very much so, like I'm pulling stuff out of my ass but but you know sinners let me know if you agree or disagree i don't know it could have been an but it's also it could be a, a moment of just desperation again she's like yeah i can't i can't go through with killing somebody so let me figure something else out maybe if i hit my own trauma head on and go to the source and go right to the source okay. and and maybe I can, I, it's going to follow me anyway. I'm, I'm going to confront it. And if I confront my trauma, maybe that'll um, disassemble it. And, and it may, maybe I'm not, I won't be as interesting and anymore. And the plan is to burn it's her not, trauma down. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a bad plan. It, yeah. It's, it's again, you're, you're, she is desperate at this point. Her talk, her, her, her talk is ticking. Wow. Her clock. <laughs> Her time is running out. Nothing makes me happier than you've caught the curse of my fucking mumble mouth. And now you have it. Oh, 
in our own movie here, Sinners. <laughs> oh, I love it. I can't wait we're to just say, say everything wrong. Oh, when you say 2003, <laughs> that's going to be our last podcast. We're going to quit. But I'll have one and I'll curse Shannon completely. <laughs> as long as you know what I'm trying to say, then we're fine. <laughs> But uh, but it does harp. It starts harping on that scene, right, where she opens uh, the bedroom door where she initially found her mom. Probably hasn't opened that door since she was ten years old, yeah. and she saw that her mother was, uh, uh, you know, dead from an overdose. But wait, no, not dead. The mother's telling her, "I made a mistake," and she lets her mom. Yeah, that, and then you find out why it was even. I mean, finding your mom, I think, in, in that state is already traumatic enough. But then realizing that she could have called for help. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Just let her die. Yeah. Ugh. So now we're and in the with of her trauma. Live with that your entire life. Yeah. So I could see why the entity, her smile, would be attracted to that, and dine out on that, and have fun playing with its food and now we're at the point where i think we're at that stage where we, mm-hmm. like this is this is her hail mary pass yes her last vestige of sanity and it's all or nothing and then this is where parker Finn. fuck yeah, yeah. He, really, he does throw you for a loop he got me so bad he got yeah he got me bad too and, and sometimes you can see it like, no, it can't just end that way. And I, But I was like, oh, no, no, I think we got it. And then you're like, ah. I bought into it because the movie yeah. had been so gray and had been torturing poor Rose for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> and I really did feel like, I'm by traumatized the way, by this point from it. One of my all right. So we've covered favorite things. I love a curse movie. I love a ticking clock movie. I love a nihilistic ending. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't in the moment, but I do later. I do. Yeah. Instead of like wrapped up with like a pretty little bow. Yeah. But I would convince myself because of what we've been through for the past hour and forty five that there could be possibly <laughs> maybe Rose. maybe Rose maybe and then Parker Finn was like, oh, do you like what I brought you? How about I? set it on fire <laughs> like, literally yeah, figuratively, figuratively and literally oh you bastard he really did he well was I yeah, love it well played absolutely so I threw us absolutely. absolutely threw you for a loop because I, you uh, get the so take us home yes us home. so you get the you know you see this the scene with her mom and then obviously her mom transforms into uh like a giant slender man that's kind of what he and Parker Finn does say that like you know like he wanted to take that the source of her trauma was her mother yep and I know a lot of people will say like oh like depending which movie you saw first like it's so comparison comparative to Barbarian sure and I I like when you research the shit out of these movies, as we do, uh, you re- it was really just a coincidence. Yeah. Like, one was genuinely just trying to be a mother and just a product of her environment. This one was literally her mother. Like, yeah. that was that was literally... Look, just happy the, the, the base, nice The base of her trauma. Two completely different movies. Two completely different endings. So, do I compare them? I mean, I guess I can see the similarities... But not really. She, I mean, they used. They both used a tall and very, very slender person, and and people it, people dined out on it because the movies came out so close. And they together. and they came out so close together. I I think I agree with you. Happy accident. People would still bring it up, but had they been a year or two apart, it would just been like, oh yeah, you know what? They kind of used the same trope, and they both used it very yeah. effectively, and it was very well done. But because they're a couple months apart, they were like, hey, yeah. Woo. But no, two. I I consider them two completely completely different 
alleyways on which which for me i just when i see stuff like that i can't love it enough because it just brings me back to wreck and wreck 2 and the, uh, there's a lot of films it follows remember that one guy that oh I, my just uh, the, yeah. the gigantor man that just comes through her bedroom like you know like there's something about a tall slender person i mean slender man come on it's it's there's something about it it's just it's creepy now uh, the house on, on on haunted hill i think even had one right the floating thing yeah Right? All right, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask you this. Is this a manifestation that is that is indicative to just Rose? And I'll and 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 I'll tell you why. I, I think in this moment, yes. I wonder if other I wonder if other um uh victims had were seeing the same thing. And I'm gonna argue that they weren't. They do. They're not seen. <laughs> Laura isn't looking up. She's looking straight, which would mean frame-wise, it's the same height as her. I think Rose's got the gigantic mom because her trauma is so gigantic. You know, oh, okay. it's manifested into this this gangly beast that's almost like the proportions are almost too much to to, to like visually comprehend okay and okay i see it, what you're saying then how it opens her mouth and goes inside of her yeah no i'm not saying that didn't happen with the other victims but i i'm gonna say that every victim has its own manifestation of whatever the beastie is because that's what laura says in that scene she goes it, it, it turned into my grandfather who i watched who died in front of me when i was seven okay so it and it died and you and obviously this it was it could have been anybody it was a random person that she just thought was another uh party goer at jackson's birthday party at one point it's her own psychiatrist okay um and another time it's joel like yeah Whoa. so so part of the mythology that we can definitely say is canon is that when smile enters you know i really want to talk about that scene too by the way when and of course it's not it's not it's all it's all a manifestation manifestation so it's not physically opening her mouth like tearing her head off you know but she's or is she (laughs) smile goes into rose and now from the moment smile has now entered the physical manifestation of rose now rose is smiling and then kills herself, mm-hmm. and then and traumatizes Joel. Joel. By the way, Parker Finn again. I think I show my love by saying "fuck you" a lot <laughs> yeah. to these filmmakers, and it's the ultimate. It's 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 the ultimate praise. It's, it is the ultimate praise. Ultimate call because we we totally thought there's a scene where like she she you she sets it on fire, and you think she gets it. She looks like she gets away. She gets back to Joel's place, and no. She nope. doesn't. <laughs> She's right back where she was. She and it's ne- another hallucination. It is another hallucination. You can't escape your own mind. That's what that's what it tells okay. her. You know what you said. That's what it tells her. But let me let me get into that scene really fast. Okay. Okay. So so and then let's just then let's talk about the actual last frame of the movie, the last scene of of Joel's eye, because that's crazy. That is that is a, that right. is a good scene the floor too. Is yours. So okay. So now get back to the scene. We're right back to where you know we we again we thought the movie was gonna be good for Rose and it's not. We're right back to the cabin. Oh, no, nothing nothing was accomplished. Nothing was set on fire. Nothing. So she you know now Joel arrives and she's freaking out. She runs back into the house for whatever reason <laughs> well i guess at this point there's no escaping it anyway so yeah either way or she thinks joel's 
the, I don't know, whatever. She's just freaking out at this oh, point. Oh, well, yeah, no, in her mind, I guess she's terrified of Joel. Of anybody. Yeah. Of anybody at this point. So she runs back into the house. The ent- entity is there. It Now it's her mother again. Uh, you know, the slender man person, mother thing. By and way, now it, it takes, uh, it go it transforms into the other thing. So that was an actual oh, practical. So that, 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 this is the part that I really wanted to talk about because I was happily delighted to find out that this was practical. I'm going to tell you how. <laughs> how the f- how how do you ask? I'm going to tell you. So if you see if you watch the behind the scenes, I wrote down CGI really good in my notes by the way. Yeah. So you're freaking me out. <laughs> so what actually happened was they built so they built two uh, or you know whatever uh created these two uh makeup effects, the Slenderman and then he uh they they uh, are actually able to rip uh, oh, the the oh. the mother's face to reveal the other uh, thing, which is just a, it's a thing. It's it's a bloody uh, skeletony thing. Okay, yeah, okay. And, so it, that's yeah, and and the and the um the man uh, who's uh, puppeteering it. I forgot. I did not get his name. I do apologize, but um. He's, uh, uh, you know, puppeteering the, the top half and, you know, it's all on his face. And then they have these legs that, you know, like gigantic demon legs yeah. that another person behind him is puppeteering. So now, do you remember so the scene effective. where uh, Rose now is basically, she gets to that unfortunate point, the... The clock has ticked down. Yeah, I'm not saying talk again. <laughs> so this is the final second, and she now gets down on her knees and is just succumbing now to this. Oh, so uh, this it really is heartbreaking. Now the scene, uh, you know, obviously cuts her out. Um, and you know it's a little bit of a faraway shot, I guess, to really sell this point, which again, effective in itself. And the demon now is entering uh, her. Um, to take over her um so i guess this is the way it's it's happening uh so they actually built a dummy like really just more of like a torso okay. and hand uh, arms uh with you know the upper part of rose as closely as possible you know up close it definitely looks like a dummy so again hence the the scene it's the camera work oh, is far enough away and they purposely made this part of her mouth it stretches out to like here, and you can see tiny. I know you can't see here, but it stretches out. <laughs> Setters can't see it. You know, I'm I'm, I'm demonstrating this for sure, but I know you can't see me. But um, the mouth did stretch out quite a bit. Where um, and, and the guy said he's like just stretch it out as far as you can, and just put your head in it as far as you can. And that was just, that was what the actor was instructed to do. So he the, he is actually pulling. And entering that is an actual scene. It's that is so no, there is hell. no CGI in oh that one God. scene. It, I I was flabbergasted and again happily delighted to find that out. There's not a lot of CGI in the movie. There's not a lot of practical in the movie. But the practical and CGI they have in the movie, incredible. 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 They really, really, really tried. Seamless. As practical as possible. Effective. Very effective. Oh, man, you're freaking me out that that was practical. What? Well, practical. <laughs> More of it. More of it. Yes, please. And it, yeah, it, and that's, uh, oh, and then obviously, yes, yeah, so now she is possessed and unfortunately continues exactly how the entity wanted her to continue. Yep. And it's clear that it's passed on to Joel who um, you just see her light herself on fire, um, and you see it really more in Joel's pupils, reflected in in his eyes. And and that's the end of Smile. And and it's 
wonderful. Weirder and further, Joel's curse now, though, right? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you're, 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 uh, yeah, you're, you're going to go and assume that. Um, even though he does have a little bit more of a knowledge now, because now he helped her, so it makes you wonder: if, does he is he just going to pass it on and you know? You know I thought find, was a, be find a stupid criminal to freaking kill or 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 whatever. Well, I mean, but he'd have to have a witness. Yeah, though. that's true too. That's the only. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. the only caveat. Oh, you know what? He did not find that out. Actually, she remember she uh, when she found that out from uh, that's Robert why he was in the room. He wasn't in the room, and she did not tell him that. Uh, uh, sorry, Joel, you are so screwed. Yeah, fucked. Sorry. You know who I thought was gonna who, who as I was watching the movie, I thought Jackson because there's that scene when of uh, with. Uh, Rose outside the house and there's a very very purposeful shot of Jackson watching her freak out through the window yeah, I, I liked that scene too and I'm like alright so here Jackson is and he's I mean I, I think he's seven and he's had a pretty idyllic life except for opening up a present with a dead cat in it and then a couple days later seeing the perpetrator of that action freaking out outside his, his house and I'm like are we cursing Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> and for a hot moment, I, I I was kind of obsessed with that while watching the movie. And I, I, I think I still am a little bit. <laughs> I don't think Jackson is completely off the hook, but I don't know how to circle back to him. Yeah. But Joe is definitely 1,000% fine. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's. Ex- that's pretty yeah. It's pretty much what it's been the whole time. So again, the the chain the chain letter continues. So, it, but it, it did apparently get greenlit for a sequel. Um, well, seventeen million and it made over two hundred million. I mean, that's a hit, hit, hit. Yeah, hit, yeah, hit. yes, yeah. very much so. And and Parker Finn, the the only thing he has said about it was he he because he he went with like both ideas. So he did like it as a standalone film. Um, he did leave some other um elements open to explore. Okay. Uh, for a sequel, assuming that um, or in the hopes anyway that it would be successful, which luckily it worked out. So I, I don't know. He definitely would um wants to go in a different direction with this and but we don't we literally know nothing at which is fine with me it, it's yeah. it, you know the, the less i know the better that's exactly how i went in with this film and uh, and i enjoyed it and i don't think you should duplicate it um and again I, I in a way i hope we don't explore what it is but maybe a little or, or do it in the right way or in a smart way I, what that is i don't know don't take my advice parker finn you do your thing <laughs> you, do, you know what you're doing it's, i'd be perfectly fine because I would love, I'd love another Smile movie. Because I think he is entirely capable. I mean, look, turning it into a short film, into a feature, mm-hmm. which is insane, on this premise. Because we've seen it before. Uh, we've seen it with um, Lights Out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one that's glaring, and of course I can't remember. Like a short film too. Short film too. Saw. Saw was that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So we we definitely. Oh my God, saw. So, and then you know now they just won't. Now stop. they have. Yeah. Now they won't stop. <laughs> but but I wouldn't. I, I. And sometimes you you know you regret it. I I would love to explore this mythology more. Take me to Brazil. They've already. You know, it's a little breadcrumb. They've already yeah, mentioned. That's hey, true. You know, Rob Morgan says, look. Uh, you know, I found the case in Brazil. Take us there. They won't do it. You know. Well, they well. Here's the thing too that maybe they'll maybe they will maybe because they now filming this they may have a little bit more freedom which can be, um, 
it could be a gift and a, or a curse. Well, I mean, we'll find out. But the reason why I mentioned that too is because um, this was filmed during COVID. Yeah. So I can only imagine how difficult this was. They actually did have, uh, they didn't mention which hospital it was, but they, I'm assuming one in Jersey because they already knew that they were going to film there. But the maybe the hospital might be like an outside shot, but all the interiors were sets. So okay. they could, but they did actually have a hospital that they were going to utilize. They they had a Greenland, okay. they had a contract and everything. But now in the height of COVID, uh, that what that you know that like we have to break this work just as well. We have to because. Yeah. Uh, of obviously the global pandemic and what's going on. So with last second, they all of a sudden had to build a set for a hospital hallways. Oh man, I wonder, I mean, I, I don't know that that COVID really changed a lot of the dynamic, but boy, did this movie benefit from from having a smaller scale. I th- I agree. Because that, That's why I'm like, that's why going, like having a little bit more freedom, like that could be a, a curse. And of course, as soon as a movie does well, more people get involved and they're like, no, do it this way. Yeah, like, too many cooks because you, you have such a say because it didn't work fucking fine the first time. Like, yeah. and then you fuck it up. But... That's that's my that's my only gripe on a possible sequel where I I love this film so much as is that I might but but I maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised I this, I don't know this was supposed to um, drop on streaming it wasn't supposed to get a fiasco that's true yes so it tested was it the marketing insanely well no it was, it was, the, it was, it was a test audience yeah they did a couple of test screenings and it because the marketing was great too the baseball game you know I saw the marketing before the movie came out I knew it was for Smile but I was watching a Met game and all of a sudden it was the Met game yes I saw that first in the yellow t-shirt and I was just like this is so good this is so smart and I loved it I absolutely loved it so anyway so the marketing for the film was they would have um at baseball games uh they would have uh they'd buy tickets for behind home plate and they would have actors from the film stand up at moments when you wouldn't be standing in a baseball game smiling the smile smile from the movie and i think they knew where the cameras were because from what i remember they were looking right into the cameras yeah and being well you know they, they made sure oh, they maybe... lined up directly with home plate and by the way those, oh that's sure yeah those tickets aren't cheap so well done <laughs> <laughs> and they and they had this viral marketing and of course it caught on and they had one outside the today show uh you know because they have the window where you could go and you know i guess press your face against the glass. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know but they did that as well but it's just smart cheap marketing yeah. that's so highly effective and I just get a chuckle out And they of were it. the actors, weren't they? Like yeah. really just go over, the movie. Just go over here, stand there and smile. That's it. That like that what better what better advertisement do I you need? It. And again, it's it's the cleverness of the horror community cuz that shit's not going to work for the uh rom-com, I don't think, you yeah. know. You know, no, I don't think so. With a horror movie, it's resident because it's unsettling. You yeah. Know? So I thought the, the, the whole film was unsettling. It was just, it was, yeah, I love this one. Very well done. Just, yeah, if I haven't proved that the last, how long have we been talking? An hour? <laughs> it's, you know what? All right. We, we talked about Smile for a good solid hour because we began the, the podcast with about 10, 15 minutes of, of you know, currently, uh, what, what we're doing currently with mm-hmm. horror. Um, I just. If you haven't seen this film, please watch it. It's certainly worth your time. I watched it on Paramount Plus. I think you watched it on Amazon. On I watched it on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. So guys, it's out there. It's and out there. Yeah. It's all over Check streaming. Check it out if you have if you've seen it. Uh, like also like I definitely give it give it another go. Give it another rewatch and 
you know, maybe you'll hone in on the scenes that we're talking about. The, like I said, the cinematography is gorgeous. Like, like everything about it. I, I just loved it. It's, it's, a, it's, I, I don't want to call it a $17 million movie a small movie, but it is a small movie comparatively. Comparatively, yes. But it's incredibly well done. It's super tight. By that, I mean, we got an hour and 50 minutes, I think. Um, again, massive, massive praise to Sosie Bacon. Uh, Sir Ronan, we love you too. You just weren't in this movie. So, Sosie <laughs> Bacon, you did a phenomenal job because she carries the entire damn movie on her shoulders. And her portrayal of someone coming apart at the seams is so effective and it's so heartbreaking. Yeah, you feel you know, for her. It's just so heartbreaking. Like, in one, like, as a horror fan, I'm glad how the movie ended, but as, yeah, but as, as, as a person <laughs> who, who likes, who actually genuinely likes other people and is sympathetic towards uh, characters like Rose, I, I, yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, to your point, though, the way this movie ends makes it, it resonates as m more effectively as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know? All right, so can I talk a little bit about, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, parallels? Yeah, that, I mean, that's, first movies? that's pretty much my take on Smile, yeah. All right, great. So after I watch this movie, and you guys now knowing that I love a good curse movie, Ticking Clock, um, I started researching, all right, you know, what else we have in the genre? Can you, you know, give me the goods, give me the goods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it makes me think. <laughs> God damn it, I can't remember her name. Oh, there's a movie where she says, show me the beans, show me the beans. Forget it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this. <laughs> I'm going to cut Fixing this. It post. But it's so goddamn funny. Um, okay, so I want your input on this because I'm going to name a couple of movies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out a couple of movies and you let me know if this falls into cursed or demonic or both because this is the problem that I was having in my research. Cursed movies and demonic movies overlap a lot. Okay. A lot. Okay. Because a lot of demonic movies, the possession, they portray it almost it's kind of the same way. As a curse. But I don't like I don't like my chocolate in my peanut butter. I like them separate. By the way, that's a lie. I, I was gonna say, I'm like, chocolate I'm like, I think that's delicious. I couldn't <laughs> feed my stupid face with enough chocolate and peanut butter. But for the sake of my horror movies, genre-wise, again, if it if they overlap and they're done well, Chef's Kiss, love it, love it, love it. But I do like I do like a clear, you know, I like a clear defined movie of this is demonic possession and this is a curse. So with that said, okay, let's go over. Look, we got to start. We have to start with Asian cinema because during the early two thousands, they really yeah. perfected and dined out on cursed everything so we have the pulse we have the ring we have the grudge we have shutter i'm probably forgetting about a half dozen to a dozen others oh, that I'm came sure out during so that many. time i'm sure there's so many so they have they definitely perfected the formula for the curse and the cursed object okay let's say. um so the, let's just we'll put that aside for a moment so then we have we have, a, uh, I think a perfect pairing with this movie is it follows. I would say that yeah. Um, this smile being more of a you're an unlucky participant in a tragedy, 
and it follows being you are a willing participant in what is basically a a a, a std curse okay you know oh well yeah 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 for if I, i'm sorry i was jumping back into smiles like an std curse but, <laughs> but if it follows yes this this is really because nice. that, that was the same idea is you pass you could pass it along to somebody and you can get rid of it and you can get rid of it yes you can get rid of it but only for so long because it will circle but, back well she passes along to somebody right and then then he gets killed so it go it jumps right back it jumps back to her she sleeps with and by the way guys we will definitely do it follows but so spoiler alert but then she sleeps with her good little buddy mm-hmm. and then her good little buddy sleeps with a prostitute with the thought of the prostitute will now sleep with however many johns and he'll at least they'll get some distance from right. the curse but then of course the last scene in the movie is they're walking down the sidewalk in, in detroit and there's a creepo about 100 yards back walking behind them could be could just be, a creepo. Could be just a creepo. Could be yeah. Could be it waits. Cousin of smile waiting yeah. to jack him up. But anyway, so I think a perfect pairing with this movie is it follows there. If you really want to doom and gloom out for like a good four hours, with also a lot of um, downcast, gloomy days, definitely watch that movie. Oculus. Okay. Mike Flanagan. One of his early movies, really good. Didn't I mean? Circle back to Oculus if you haven't seen it, Sinners, because it's early Mike Flanagan, who I absolutely love. Um, that's a cursed object movie. Okay. Then you've got another cursed object movie, which is actually um, Oculus is on Shutter, and you have Wish Upon, which just recently dropped onto. It's on Hulu, and it recently dropped onto Screenbox. Wish Upon is a good little movie. Okay, I was gonna say I've never I've never seen the last few that you mentioned. Watch the unrated. Okay. Um, if you can't find the unrated and you just watch the regular, it's a Joey King movie from probably 2017, um, and it's a good tight hour and 45, clever premise. They do it well and it's fun and, and it's a fun movie. Nice. Okay. Now getting into one of my all-time favorites, Ooh. and we have to do this movie, and we have to do it soon because I'm jonesing for it. Okay. Drag me to hell. I love Drag Me to Hell. Sam Raimi, Drag Me to Hell. Adding it to the list. But, and I mean, this is a very, this is a very definitive cursed movie because it's literally a gypsy curse. Yes. (laughs) So we can put that into, there's no demonic possession here. Then, Sinners, I'm going to go back to all the way. You would not be wasting your time if you saw this movie and sought it out. 1957, Night of the Demon. I think it's Dana Andrews, Night of the Demon. Check it out. Um, you you know you, you're listening to this podcast. You love horror. You've probably seen it five times. You're probably telling me to shut up. <laughs> but if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Here's where the waters start to get a little muddier for me. Oh, the wailing. Have you seen the wailing? No. Got to see the wailing. Okay. I couldn't. I have to rewatch it because it's definitely a cursed movie, but it also. I think it might also overlap with with possession. Um, then I had Thinner, Stephen King's Thinner. Okay. But Sinners. Oh yeah, another curse movie. The movie's okay. Read the book. The book's an absolute banger, and that's under the Richard Bachman books. But it's Stephen King. Then we had, just from a couple of years ago, Fear Street trilogy, which is a witch's curse. So that's a, a curse. There's no demonic possession there. 
Then we had the Evil Dead franchise, and I think this is where I really kind of screwed myself up, because just about every damn one of these that I just mentioned is very definitively a curse and not demonic possession. <laughs> Evil Dead, for me, kind of overlaps. It's, yeah, because that, it, well, they're, well... Is it even a curse? I think I might be wrong. I don't think there's a curse involved. Well, hmm, right? I guess it depends on your uh, definitive of a curse. I mean, the Necronomicon is it does, cursed. It, he would have been fine if those three words weren't read aloud. Yeah, so you could have the Nepro- so, Necronomicon and never, and just and have just, it just, and you're not say, Yeah, just don't fucking say anything. Alright, yeah. No, you know what? So in a way, that. it's like, yeah, there's still like a trigger point that ignites this evil to come about. So in a way, I... You have to trigger the curse for that. And the same is, <laughs> the same is, the, the same goes for Oculus. Oh, sorry, no. Uh, Oculus, I think you just screwed it if you look in the mirror. So, I mean, that's pretty hard not to You're do <laughs> wish upon you actually do have to open the box and and engage with it okay okay so anyway sinners couple of recommendations on good cursed all these movies that i mentioned here well worth your time um love a good curse yeah you know not let gonna us, lie let us know what you think in the comments on either our instagram page at sinful cuts or you can even email us at um at jesus sinful cuts at gmail.com i did that backwards <laughs> You get it. You know what to do. You know. <laughs> and please follow us. We're begging for reviews. We're begging for followers. I hope you think that the the content's worthy of it. We certainly have fun doing this podcast, so we hope that you have fun enjoying it. We're going to wrap up in a minute. We just want to do one more thing. Shannon and I are going to... We're going to have a fun little game right yeah. now. Shannon brought over Stupid Deaths. And explain to the sinners what stupid deaths are. So basically, stupid deaths is just a card game. Uh, uh, you basically pull out a card and you read a story, a uh, brief little story, and you just have to say whether it's true or false. So going forward, we're actually going to read the card at the beginning of the podcast, and then are we going to divulge at the end of the podcast or next podcast? I would just do it at the end. Yeah. I, I don't want to torture people that much. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll do so we'll do a quick little game now. Do you want me to read or do you want to read? You read. Okay. All right. So. <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to try try not going to butcher this name. So the name at hand, Miyamoto Musahi. Okay. I think. That's how you say that. Sorry if I got it wrong. Born 1940, died 1973. Miyamoto Musashi now, see, that's different spelling. Anyway, was an actor and martial arts expert famous for his two-finger push-ups and his deadly one-inch punch. It was a bite from one of the three venomous Komodo dragons he kept as pets that killed Miyamoto. He died within a few hours from the highly septic bacteria, bacteria contained in its saliva. Is it true or false? I'm going true. Miyamoto is first of all as I'm reading this there's like they spell his name very differently on the the title part as and then in the subject matter um and they also spelled martial arts wrong oh jesus come on stupid deaths what the hell (laughs) they spelled it marital Marital arts. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the best speller in the world. I'm changing my answer. His <laughs> wife killed him. <laughs> I think the card gave it away. You, and and uh, so your second answer was right. Maybe it was his wife, because that is false. Oh, damn it. 
Yeah, all right, I was sticking with my first one. I would have been so... I mean, I wouldn't have been happy for him, but I would have been so happy if he actually got bit by a Komodo dragon and died from the poison. Are Komodo dragons poisonous? Yes. Oh, they oh, are? Oh, yeah. I thought they just ate your face off. No, they could... So, they... um are they so that yeah they are rely on their one bite that they could probably get you and then they'll just follow you around oh, come on, until man. until the 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 this the 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 poisonous uh saliva starts taking effect oh that doesn't seem very fair no yeah they, and, then, and then they just follow you around until you just till, till you did and then just eat your face <laughs> yeah but that but that the, yeah so that is like a true thing that that's what they do one of my favorite things in the world are lizards running <laughs> i just adore it what about the, the jesus lizard on the water on the water <laughs> okay, wait, wait. let's announce to our centers before we punch out what do we have next week for oh my god what do we have hold on i forgot <laughs> rotd oh yeah it's your turn yes return of living dead i'm so excited about that one i can't wait i got a big week coming up. it's a very busy week so i'm gonna watch it tonight i'm gonna take my notes tonight um I just Return of the Living Dead is probably it's it's not even probably top five horror movie for me. Um, we'll really do a deep dive into it. If you thought I was gushing over Smile, oh my, you're you're all gonna get type two diabetes next week with how much <laughs> sugar I'm gonna pour on this movie. <laughs> but I cannot wait. Until then, you know, stay scary, yeah. have fun, watch lots of horror, um, and we'll see you next week. Absolutely. Woo cut. Eek. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.